Hey, you like rap music? Yeah, I like rap. You like rap music? Well, turn around real slow then. I'm from the Rap Coalition of America. Take that gun off and throw it over there. Throw the gun over there. If you like rap music so much, how come you ain't smiling? I'm smiling. Smile, smile real big. I'm smiling. Then let's do a rap together. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Ow. Yo. Baby, I need some action tonight. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of The Action Returns. I'm your host, Brian. With me, as always, is my brother, Nez. What's up, man? How you feeling? I'm good, man. Just, yeah, I got to get through this and that and... Yeah, it's just life, and I don't want to get all medical into it, everyone, but uh, listen to the E-Society next episode. I'll go into a little bit more, but mm-hmm. oh, I'm hungry. That's all I got to say. <laughs> hungry, yeah. Feel for you, man. Um, uh, before we get into this uh, movie, uh, can I get an intro? Oh, yes, yes. Uh Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to a quick little episode of The Wrestling Returns. Fuck, man. All right, man. Let's see. Alistair Black, Braun Strowman, Lana, Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy, and from what I understand, just to be just about to be called up to the main roster, Santana Garrett, all released today. I don't understand what's going on. Lana, I saw coming. I saw that because the way, uh, what's his name on AEW? It ain't Rusev, is it? Um, Uh, Miro. Yeah. He's been talking a lot of shit, which he good. I mean, he's, he just, they did him dirty too, but I knew it. I I knew it was coming for her, but Braun Strowman. And Alistair Black. Okay, I kind of understand with Alistair because he's he's married to Zelina Vega, and you know they had that whole fallout because because she didn't want to let go of her her Twitch money or whatever her little side thing. But they just started a feud with Big E last week, where he came in and he gave gave Big E the black mask kick, knocked yeah. him out, and then. Now he's gone. I, I don't understand. I don't know. They keep talking budget cuts, man, but that's 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 just a bullshit excuse. So I, I don't know what what's happening, what they're doing. I was shocked at those because um, when I saw the headline, it was mainly Braun Strowman, Alistair, Alistair Black, Let Go, and others. So I was like, okay. Well, I said, well, that's, that's fucked up then. But then when I read the list, and Ruby Riot, I went, oh, I was like, really? I mean, they, they already pretty much broke up the Riot Squad. Riot Squad is gone. Sarah Logan's at home uh, with her new little baby. Good for her. Her husband's still in the company for now. And uh, I think they're just, they, they've been pushing Liv Morgan. So. Yeah, pushing her all different kind of directions. Yeah, so I don't know what's what's happening, but I was like, damn, Ruby Riot, really? 
Yeah, I went on Twitter and looked. It was a lot of people that were shot, a lot of wrestlers, a lot of talent that are there now. They were all like, this is a sad day and broken heart emojis and just I can't believe it and pictures of them with the, with the wrestlers that were let go. I was like, damn, man. I mean, I don't. I don't see why they do it, but I don't know. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't like start at the bottom and then slowly go up, man. They're just like right at the top of uh, talent that's on every week. And then I'm just like, all right, man, whatever. I don't know anymore. Yeah. Uh, What I'm kind of hoping is maybe they're going to, take the talent that they called up from NXT and kind of push them in the proper way instead of just having them lost in a mix. Cause I mean, Braun, you know, I think, I think the, the monster among men thing kind of died down and, you know, he's, he's, you've done everything you really could with him. And, uh, Alistair, I think was just completely wasted but I think I hope maybe with this they'll be able to kind of give other people. I mean, you would think maybe they would have released like Ricochet or you know some of them guys, but I don't know. Maybe they got some plan for those guys. Yeah, I mean, I want uh, Mustafa Ali to just do more. I mean. I kind of have the I think the reason why they don't let him or um what's the other dude's name it's on uh Mansoor. Oh yeah. Um I don't think they'll touch them right now only because of the India stuff. Mm-hmm. Of, of their their WWE stuff going on there. So I think they'll hold on to them for a while but I just I just don't get it. I mean, what's you got all this really good talent, and other than you waste them, and then you just eh, okay, well we got someone else, and we'll uh, we'll bring back some old people, and and we'll just get rid of the good guys. But I'm like okay, and gals, so but I don't know. Uh, again, Lana, I saw that one coming. It, it was only a matter of time, but. Uh, yeah, Alistair Black. I he was kicking ass in NXT, and then you bring him up. He was starting to, and then you just waste him. Yeah, and he he tweeted out that I guess they were just about to have some new gimmick called the Dark Father, and I guess his first feud was going to be Big E, and then just out of nowhere, they're just like, oh, we're releasing you today. Damn, I mean. I I I don't I don't know what what they're gonna do, but is uh, John Cena coming back after all his little shenanigans that's going on? Uh, I heard some rumors. Maybe uh, SummerSlam, he'll come in. You know, with his new hairdo he has now, his movie star hair, do something. Oh man! Oh, we talked about this on that quick little episode we did. Um, I watched twenty five minutes of. Uh, New Fast and Furious. No, you, you had to, huh? I just had to, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. John Cena. 
Uh, I'm ready. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I watched. I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I, I, I kind of I was thinking about it, but I was like, this is this is a movie theater movie. So yeah, I'm, I'm away. That's why. That's why I stopped. When's it come out? Next uh, week or? Let me double check. I think end of this month. Neither end of this month or early next month. I think end of this month. Uh, are you going to break the theater? F- F- yeah, I think I'm to the point where I, I'm pretty safe I mean, with myself. And I mean, this weekend, are you going to? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I'm already paying for HBO Max and uh, don't wasn't really gonna take nobody. So and plus my my kid wants to watch. She she likes those kind of movies like The Conjuring. So I kind of want to be in. I kind of want to be in the theater, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll just hit it tomorrow night. Uh, Fast and Nine, me- June twenty fifth. Okay, so a couple more weeks. But, uh, yeah, man, what I saw, whew, it was mainly this stuff from the trailer. Mm. And I don't know which direction they want to go now, but okay. I'm, 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 it just looks like a big mess, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Cena can do for him. But yeah, man, this whole letting everyone go was just... I don't know. I mean, don't don't bring up NXT guys just to let them do nothing, and then and stop giving the belt to the same people we've seen over and over and over again. And I'm sure at some point Brock Lesnar's music's gonna hit. Oh, and he's in, he's gonna come in. <laughs> so he's. I see it already. Paul Heyman's going to turn on Roman and everybody, the the family's going to tell him you shouldn't have trusted an outsider. And that's when Brock comes back. And for some reason, he doesn't really wrestle on SmackDown. So he'll take the title to Raw or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But um, I feel for all them. Hopefully, uh, AEW picks everyone up. Because that, that roster is starting to fill up. And uh, good to see Mark Henry uh, bat is back at it. So Yeah. Uh, world's strongest man. Is he still Mark Henry or are they changing him to something else? <laughs> I think it's Mark Henry. I think because I think that's his real name. All right. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's all elite now. Yep. Good for him. Did you I watch think, uh, Double or Nothing? Uh, I watched some of it. I didn't watch all of it. Okay. I, I didn't see any of it, so I just saw the after the after clips. So yeah, that's what I saw. It was it was they're they're still putting on a good product. Well, that's good. Yeah, uh, say the same for somebody else. Yeah, we'll see in a couple of weeks with the hell in a cell. Yeah, uh, yeah. Over the hell in a cell, it's not even special anymore. No. When there's only one cell match and everyone else is just regular. But, eh, all right. All right. Let's uh, get into when did this come out? Uh, 1987's Beverly Hills Cop 2. I'm going deep, 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 deep. 
Keep undercover. Axel Foley is back. Hey, look, man, I'm a business man, okay? I gotta make moves. I'm moving. Cut me out. He's Detroit's gift to Beverly Hills. How long would it take to shave those legs anyway? Get out of here, you degenerate. I want you out of here. Is this a black thing? Oh, this is a big mistake, a big mistake. Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop hey! 2. Rated R. All playing at a theater near you. We'll go with Google first. The hard-nosed Detroit cop from the original film returns to Los Angeles to help solve another case. This time, he must direct his efforts towards unraveling the alphabet crimes, a series of robberies committed by leather-jacketed punks. Hmm. The investigation puts him on a trail of an illegal arms dealer and his hit lady. Sure. (laughs) All right. Thank you, IMDb. Summing it up. Axel Foley returns to Beverly Hills to help Taggart and Rosewood investigate Chief Bogomil's near-fatal shooting and the series of alphabet crimes associated with it. This stars, of course, Eddie Murphy, Judge Reinhold... I'm going to skip Maxwell Dent's name because I cannot even for Jurgen something. I think it's Jurgen. Jurgen. See, I fucked up his first name. Sutter Kane, everybody. Yes. Uh, Ronnie Cox, uh, John Ashton, Brigitte Nielsen, Alan Garfield, Dean Stockwell, Paul Reiser returns, Gilbert R. Hill returns, and I don't see him listed. There he is, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This was directed by uh, Tony Scott. Writers were Damon Bach, Daniel Petrie Jr., and uh, it looks like uh, Eddie Murphy helped with the story. All right, Naz, what did you think of the sequel? We also got a very, very young uh, Chris Chris Rock as the... uh, Parking oh, the attendant. valet. Yeah, the dude at the uh, penthouse mansion. Now I gotta see. <laughs> oh, this was his second movie. He did uh, Crush Groove first, but he was uncredited in that one. I don't remember him in Crush Groove. I guess I'll have to watch that again. But uh, I would have, I would have thought, I would have thought, uh, I'm gonna get you, sucker. Was one of his early. Because <laughs> when I first saw Chris Rock. It was um, his stand-up, mm. um, Uptown Comedy Express or whatever it was. That was the first time I saw Chris Rock, and then he started popping up everywhere. But uh, you got to start out somewhere, and uh, yeah. good like uh, Damon Wayans in, in the last one, Banana uh, Man. Yeah, they both had lines with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> so I mean, good for them, good for them. But uh, yeah. Um, uh, I love the first one. This one was a little bit different, I would say. They went more with um, a little more action, I would say. I mean, mm-hmm. if you guys are familiar with Tony Scott, the way he films his movies is how he filmed this one. So I was like, okay. The, the little scope was a little bit uh, wider than, than the first and the second one, or the third one. Which we'll get into next week, but um, <laughs> I liked what was going on. I mean, I've always loved uh, Brigitte Nielsen. Um, yeah, she's a little wacky and crazy, but 
the first thing I had seen her in was uh, Rocky Four, and then we saw her in Cobra and Red Sonia and everything else. But then when she popped up into this, I was like, oh, cool. And I don't know how tall she is, but damn, man, she's got those legs that, that don't stop. <laughs> I like the scene when she was shooting and then Eddie Murphy was just looking her up and down and how long it take to shave those legs <laughs> but I mean this one was good I mean it was what it was I, I liked what was happening um, it was good to bring it was cool for them to uh, of course bring back uh, um, Bogomil and Taggart and uh, Billy so it was good to see them again Um. I don't, it didn't even look like the same uh, police station in Beverly Hills. Well, the inside. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is totally different. But um, uh, other than that, I mean, Eddie Murphy, I mean, Axel Foley, he was what he was. All right. I'm, I'm going to say this now before, because next week I'm going to really get into it. The the Axel F song. I mean, they used it, of course. It's, it's Axel Foley's theme song. So that's good. Um, I like that they used it whenever they could. So not as much. I mean, even in the first one, they used it, but not a lot. This one, they used it a little bit more. And when we get to the third one, they really went for it. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this one was good. I liked all the characters. I thought Brigitte Nielsen, every time she was on the screen, she she was badass. Uh, She was a good uh, bad girl and just like shooting shoot up everything i thought that was really cool um i really love the very beginning where, with that uh jewel heist how they all just come busting in and uh timing it all right two minutes or whatever and then they I don't, first i was i mean watching this again i've seen this a few times when they're busting the the cases i mean they were just grabbing anything but then they were still leaving all kinds of things behind i mean I was like, what? Usually, when you do something like this, this is my knowledge is movies, everyone. You go in there for one thing, one main thing, before you just start thrashing everything else. And I don't know. It just looked like, it, to me, it looked like it was a bunch of first timers who mm-hmm. just went in there, busted, busted the glass, and started grabbing anything they can get hold of. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but other than that, I mean, the whole movie was good. I, I liked what was happening, and I really loved the end. And, uh, yeah, the ending was, the end of the first one was just a big shootout in the match, and this one was a big war out in the, out in the fields. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I love this movie. Yeah, I, I love the movie, too. Um, it's not as good as the first, but it stands out from the first, and I think it's because of the, the they upped the action in this one. Um you know, Eddie's, you know, Eddie's Eddie in this one. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the the difference in uh, Billy in this one. Yeah. Because the first one, he's kind of new detective, kind of clueless. This one, he's he's got all he's got a damn arsenal in his trunk. You know, you go into his bedroom. He's got pictures of fucking Rambo and door uh, guns hanging on the doors and just all kinds of stuff. And. You know, Taggart still Taggart, and um, don't get much from Ronnie Cox. You know, with the whole him being gunned down, but I, th- I thought that was a good reason to bring Eddie Murphy's character back. You know, because it would have been just a coincidence. You know, something happens that leads him back to 
Beverly Hills, but I think this was a good storyline to bring that character back. And I'm, I'm going to say, I think the villains were a little bit more, it was a little bit better than the first one. Yeah. Cause I, I felt like they got, they got their hands dirty a little bit, especially Brigitte Nelson, you know, and you know, Eddie, Eddie says it in the movie, so don't get mad at me, but you, I laugh every day. That's a big bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um. What's his name? Uh, Maxwell Dent. Uh, Sutter Kane. I don't even mm-hmm. try with his last name. Um. But he's always a bad guy. No. No matter what. I want to know he was a good guy in Dune. And yeah, he was the Duke Atreides. Yeah. He. He just got that evil look. I mean, he was the bad guy in. Um, uh, Judge Dredd, uh, yeah, Sutter Kane in the Mouth of Madness in this one. Not to say he's typecast a, as a bad guy. I mean, I think he can he can play both, but he's got that that hard ass face that's just like he he means business. And even when he smiles, it's like an evil smile. So oh, shit, uh, he's old as shit. How old is he? Seventy nine. Hey. But I mean, he's he's all over the map uh, with his acting choices. So, but uh, it's good though. I mean, I liked what he as as the main bad guy, the leader of this uh, of this crew. I th- I thought he did he did really good a good job. And Brigitte Nielsen as Carla Fry, she was just uh, good muscle. And and at this point, it was mainly just because of uh, was she was married to uh, Sylvester Stallone at the time, mm-hmm. so. Other than yeah, he's what Sly's wife, and uh, I guess she did a good job in Cobra and uh, her role in Rocky Four and everything. So um, I don't know if Red Sonia came out yet, but I mean, but yeah, she she was good every time she was on the screen. It was uh, it was a good job. She wasn't just there. So. And uh, the other dude that that's always um, he, he's he's wishy washy. He goes back and forth as a good guy, bad guy. Uh, Dean Stockwell, he played a uh, Chip Kane. <laughs> he's he's good. I mean, either way, either a bad guy or a good guy. So I mean, I think the thing that always the, the the role that always pops into my head is that that movie, The Langoliers. Yeah, it was goofy at the end, but I really liked that one. It was a made-for-TV uh, Stephen King film. But yeah, he was good. Uh, Paul Reiser, I was glad that he he got to shine a little more instead of just maybe once or twice in the first film. Um, really quick, was he all drugged out hanging out with those hookers? He was deep undercover. Because so. his <laughs> eyes were all red and <laughs> everything. I don't know what he was undercover for, but he was he was deep undercover. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this one, this one was really good. I, I loved what was happening, and, and it was a good way to bring uh, Axel Foley back into the story, uh, over back to Beverly Hills. I mean, I love the beginning. That one guy, um, I want to say he was on Murphy Brown. The hell is his name? Um, he's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, Robert. Uh, Pastorelli, he was Vinny. He was the dude that was um selling uh oh okay uh, uh, credit cards <laughs> to, to Axel Foley. 
Oh man, he passed away. I didn't. I didn't know that. Damn, he was only forty nine. Shit. But um, yeah. Every time I liked him. Every time I've seen him in things, he he was always cool. I really liked him in Eraser. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was cool in that one. And the little little small part he had in Dances with Wolves. But uh, I loved I, how when. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say I like how they brought the other guy back. Yeah. The, the first <laughs> one, he was like, "This was the guy that got me busted." Take your glasses off. <laughs> and he goes, hey. And he goes, hey, that is you. I thought that was you. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, so-and-so, whatever the other dude, the guy that was driving the truck. He was like, yeah, man, he's doing time trying to pay and fix all those cars that he wrecked. <laughs> and he goes, what? He goes, they didn't get you. He goes, the cops, they, they arrested me. And then he was yelling. And he was like, hey, what are you talking about? And he goes, I ain't doing no business with this guy around here. He goes, oh, hell no. And he goes, well, this is my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cool that they brought him in. But um, he, oh, it was right before right before that scene. He uh, Axel was uh, waiting. Um, what the hell was his name in this? Vinny. He was waiting for Vinny, the guy with the credit cards. Uh, he was waiting for him. And then that's when he caught a, uh, a quick little news story on what happened to... Um, Bogomil. All right, really quick. Um, I, I'm just forgetting right now. How, other than the very beginning is when they had the, the bank robbery, and then we see Bogomil out on his run. When he was out on his run, did he see something? Yeah, I think he purposely went on a run to uh, an area that because uh, the it had something to do with the red mud, uh-huh. and he kind of seen where the red mud was coming from so i think he was starting to he was starting to get close and i think that's why they put the hit out on him because that because yeah i know they they saw him running there so because yeah so when he when um oh well first they got they all got chewed out by their new um i guess the chief of police uh alan garfield yeah uh he was a harold harold lutz in he just came in and was just screaming because they were supposed to be uh, dealing with the alphabet um, alphabet crimes or whatever they were calling them. Because um, every time when those guys robbed some at the, when they robbed that jewelry store in the beginning, they um, left a uh, a note. Um, excuse me, this is a bug or something in here. They uh, yeah, alphabet crimes. They left a note in there saying. I can't remember exactly what they said, but well, yeah, this is who, who it is. So they, they kind of knew that there was going to be more. Uh, so they were just all trying to figure out what was happening. But uh, the new chief of police just didn't like the way uh, Bogomil and those guys were, were running the case. Because um, he just chewed out uh, Bogomil telling him that, like, look, man, you, you can't be a part of this anymore. Only because of uh, Billy. He was trying to uh, help with the case, and he he reached out to uh, someone he knew in the FBI to see if they can get more help. And then the chief found out, so he got chewed out, and Bogomil got suspended only because of Billy and Taggart were uh, working under him. So he got he suspended. Roseweed. <laughs> he got Bogomil got suspended, and then they put uh, Taggart and. Billy on uh, traffic patrol, so and that's when uh, Bogomil went out running out in that field, and uh, he was starting to put two and two together, and they saw him. 
So the, I think the next day when Bogeman was driving home after he got chewed out, that was when uh, uh, what the hell was her name? Carla, uh, Carla Brigitte Fry. Nielsen's character. Yeah. She was, goddamn, just ha- hanging out, and those legs were uh, out in the street, and she was under the hood of her car. So he stopped to uh, give her a hand, and and then. While she, while he was under the hood, she was like, "I don't know, it just stopped." And he, he reached under. She pulled out uh, one of the letters. Um, did it have the letter B on it? I don't remember what letter it was. Uh, I think so. She pulled out the letter, and then she goes, "Well, what about this?" And then he went, "Wait, who are you?" And then, uh, did she shoot him first, or did no? That car came. Yeah, she, uh, she, I, I guess what she thought she was finishing him off. That's right, because that car came up, turned around. It got a, it looked like it gave him a gut shot or off to the side. He went down, and she was basically point blank in front of him and just, like, put a few rounds into him, and then they all jumped in their cars and took off. And Bogomel was left on the side of the road, left for dead. But um, he he survived it. He was in the hospital in critical, critical condition. But uh, and then that's when Axel... Uh, he was watching the news, and he found out that uh, he was killed or um, he was uh, shot. So he um, he had to go tell his boss that he was going to go undercover. And I, all right, this is, of course this is Hollywood police <laughs> police work, but he had what they said he had a, a gave him money. The police gave him money to get a Ferrari. To buy a two thousand dollar suit, a two hundred dollar tie, and I'm like, <laughs> damn, the Detroit police force has that much money to be throwing around. <laughs> I was like, all right, man, whatever. Different times in '87. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chief was. I'm tired of seeing all these pink slips. I want to see some arrest slips. I was like, damn, and there'd be no way. I mean, even back in '87, they wouldn't. <laughs> Maybe some money for a suit to be undercover, all right. But to, for a Ferrari, nah, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> but so, but he was telling him the, that he he had to go deep, deep undercover to help. Well, what case was he trying to solve? I don't, I don't even know. Once the the Beverly Hill stuff started, uh, I think uh, in the beginning with Vinny, I think it had to do with uh, stolen credit cards. Okay. So, but. He had to put everything, all that, on hold. And uh, oh, this when he told uh, Paul Reiser, what what was Paul Reiser's character's name? Um, Friedman. Yeah, he was also a detective because he um, had told never, he was, I don't did, ever know what he was doing. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> he basically told him to to cover for him because he was going back out to California. So. But yeah, that's when he told uh, the chief that, yeah, man, I, I got to go deep, deep undercover so I can uh, solve this. So I'm going to I'm going to be gone. And so he's all right. You can be, I give you three days. So he was like, all right. So he took all that money that he gave him and then they jumped on a plane uh, to California. And that's when he shows up at the hospital. And at this point, they don't know uh, why, because the Taggart and Billy are there. They don't know why he got shot or any anything. So course it takes uh, someone from out of town to come in and help solve the case yeah. so uh, real quick I, I like they made it 
known that they are good friends that he he knows Bogomil's father you know they they do they go on fishing trips you know it, it wasn't just based off of that one thing that happened in the first movie yeah it's like he they went on vacation like all of them went on vacation together yeah so i thought that was really cool because if you remember in the first one i mean Bogomil hated Axel Foley in the beginning but then by the end when he helped save the day um. Oh, they what? No, Bogomil's the one that shot uh, Victor Meelan, right? Or both? They both did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had to make sure they unloaded all their clips. <laughs> so uh, I don't know how many years that passed. I don't even remember when the first one was, but uh, they're all good friends. So that was why he rushed out there. And uh, yeah, he was really good friends with them because he, he knew uh, his daughter, and she was there, and. She was kind of telling him, but then at this point, she didn't even know. Nobody really knew why he was targeted for anything. So, but uh, oh, because they were they were dealing with the alphabet crimes, and Axel was like, "Well, what's happening? What 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 were you guys working on?" And that's when they brought up the the alphabet crimes, and and that there were letters were being left at each crime scene. So. That's when uh, Axel goes, hey, man, well, do you think I could see all this stuff? And then they were like, I don't know, man. Things are totally different since the last time you were here uh, with the new police chief. And Taggart was telling me everything's really political now. Yeah, so. Billy was like, it can't hurt to just let him look. You know, <laughs> we, we, got, we got different Billy here. Because at, at, this, at this point right now in the Beverly Hills Police Department, uh, Bogomil, Tagger, and Billy are like the only ones that were there. Everyone else they said that was that was working all got fired when this new police chief came in because he just didn't like the way they were working and they ended up firing everyone. He goes, yeah, we're the last three. Um, oh, uh, in the last film, Axel showed up at that hotel and, and did all that shenanigans to get him a room. This one... He was just driving down the street in Beverly Hills and saw the, uh, this big mansion getting uh, renovated, and then he just acted like he was a the the building inspector. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled out his badge, flashed it real quick, and started yelling and screaming, and wanted to talk to the foreman. And uh, they go, "Well, I need to see the plans." So he opens up the plan. He goes, "This this isn't this isn't right." He goes, "These were the plans for the first time. Where are the new plans?" And they go, well, "This is what they gave us." And, Nah, I just made everybody pack up all the shit and leave. <laughs> there, there, there isn't supposed to be any corners. It's supposed to be round. <laughs> so that was that was how he got a, his uh, his place uh, to crash. Which he was only there like once <laughs> this whole time. But so once he uh, he got his place, and then he he started trying to figure out they they did get him uh, the the evidence to the notes and, and everything for him to read and see so um oh the uh they they showed him a um a, a bullet casing and then when axel looked at it uh a <laughs> shelf or whatever whatever kind of rife but it's cut to, it's cut down to fit into a uh, i think he said 45 it was some kind of rifle bullet that was cut down and uh and he was like oh and like they didn't know if anyone would have knew, it would have been Billy, since he's a, the gun nut now, but all right. I mean, Taggart's been there for, what, 30 years? <laughs> he's just like, I don't know. Because he told him, goes, yeah, this is custom made. 
Um, how did they figure out where or no, no, no. I think it was Billy that said, I know a guy that would know something like about this. Yeah, so that just just happened to be where the that one guy, uh, the gunsmith, uh, Charles Kane. Yeah. So that's uh, he went there and that's when we find out that uh, Dent and uh, Carla Fry and all them are there. That's their. I assume that was their little headquarters, and that's when uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie Gar or Axel goes in there, and starts uh, asking around, and he was like, "Yeah, I mean that the guy that, that the gunsmith goes, yeah." And he goes, "This is he said what the Axel said, yeah. This is that. It's cut down to fit a uh, forty-five, and and he was yeah. He said he just did he he didn't say he was the one that made it, did he? Yeah. Okay. He was like, "These are one of mine," and he was like. Where did you get it from? And then he said something. It was like a birthday present or souvenir or something. Said it was a gift from Charles Bronson. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> so, um, so they all knew that here comes this guy in there poking around, and there's a there's the the uh, surveillance cameras caught him, and that's when Dent sent um, uh, Carla out there to deal with him, and that's when. Uh, this gun range, it was. Just, were they just blanks, and they were they were they were using the laser sighting, and I didn't get how it read. Well, I guess they had those crazy, um, giant sensor things on the top of their guns, and they were just shooting at a, at a movie screen. Yeah, kind of was stupid. I mean, if you're going to a gun club, you want to shoot actual guns yeah not uh, fake pretend <laughs> guns you can go down to some laser tag place if you want to play that <laughs> come on this is Beverly Hills some, <laughs> some, some of the good shit <laughs> so yeah Axel was in there poking around and then they were starting to alright well who is this dude and where and, and all that so that's when they were like alright you guys need to just keep an eye on him uh, so after that Oh, they they started following him, mm-hmm. oh, because because he had told him was yeah, and when cause if they had some information, um, Axel gave uh, them his address. Like yeah, um, uh, this is this is my it was the address to that house. So that's why that's how they found out where he was staying. So I like this scene because uh, when uh, Billy and because uh, Billy and uh, Taggart were outside waiting, and then. Uh, Eddie or Axel went back to his house and then those two came over again. And Eddie was in the backyard in the pool, uh, just lounging. All right, this I mean, this part was funny. I loved it, but I was like, you're there trying to solve a case and you just decided, ah, I'm just going to go relax in the pool. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> so, because uh, when, when Taggart and Billy showed up and they were like, he would, uh, Axel told me, be careful, it's slippery around the the edges, because they were like, "What the fuck are you doing here? How did you? Well, whose house is this?" <laughs> and then Tagger slipped and psh, fell into the pool, and he went upstairs and changed into whoever's house that was. <laughs> his crazy ass clothes. I liked when he came back down. Was, oh man, this is pretty sharp, isn't it? With his <laughs> his plaid pants and <laughs> yeah, he had some kind of golf outfit on or something. <laughs> So they uh, so they uh, they all uh, get ready and they head out to oh 
uh, Axel was talking to um, uh, Bogomil's daughter, and he was because he was trying to figure out some stuff, and he's found, um, I think it was like a flyer or something to some club that Five Forty Club or whatever the hell it was called. Mm-hmm. Because he goes, is your dad's like regular hangout? And she goes, I don't know. He goes, I, I don't know what that is. So, did they ever said what she did? I don't think so. But she knew how to handle guns because she almost shot Axel. Yeah, when he she came knew how to, the house. She knew how to handle guns. She knew how to like research and find out shit. So I always wanted to know what she did. Maybe uh, she should have been involved in the third movie instead of the what we got. <laughs> so they they yeah they figure out that they were gonna go try going to this club to see if if they can figure out anything. Is it was a strip club and, and upscale strip club and I don't know if it was Beverly Hills, but I'm somewhere snazzy because they show up there and they go in and they say that uh, Taggart is um. You say Gerald Ford? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they just wanted to come in and see some titties bouncing around. Uh, no ass again. <laughs> Different times in the 80s. <laughs> so, so they were in there. Why? why do, other than they were in there looking for clues or, or just leads, why, did, why were they in there? Because... According to these movies, this is where Eddie likes to go, or Axel <laughs> likes to go to the strip club, and have a drink. Because I don't, I don't think they found anything in other than they just went there and um, Maxwell Dance guys, his little hitmen, went after him. But they didn't go into the club because uh, when they were leaving, is when they were walking out. That's when that 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 black car kind of pulled up and. Uh, pulled out the uh, guns and started shooting at him. Again, it's a movie, but when you're not point blank, but pretty close, and that guy had like looked like he had a big ass three fifty seven Magnum, and he missed. <laughs> so I'm like, man, not, he, not to mention they crashed around the corner. I know. Like, what, and who did you send to do this job? And. And uh, Billy, you know, after those, so whoever those guys, well, they're obviously the bad guys uh, shooting at them. And then uh, all of them start returning fire. And I'm not a cop or anything, but I'm pretty sure when you train, you got to make sure your background's clear before you start firing your uh, sidearm. Because they were just firing in every direction. And there was tons of people around in cars. I was like, wait. <laughs> the 80s. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were, they were just pointing and shooting. Um, and at one point, I thought, uh, if that wasn't Eddie, maybe the stuntman, I thought he got crushed. Because when Eddie or uh, Axel goes and runs and dives over this car, the car with the gunman in it, back up and they slam into that car. And he dove in between two cars. So it looked like those cars mm. slammed into each other. So... I don't know. It was, just, it was just a quick shot, but so yeah, they they're still unloading on him, and then all then one of the guys in the cars pulls out an automatic and starts lighting it up, and again, there's people everywhere. Uh, <laughs> so, and then that car backs up and almost runs them over, then turns or hauls ass down the street, and 
yeah, the the three of them still just letting letting it off, man. Uh, all the rounds at him. Um, and then did he just like lose control and crash into that pole? Yeah, for no reason. And all you hear was, <laughs> and then the camera comes, and then the, the car's flipped over. And yeah, these pulls. guys cannot shoot or drive. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they ended up getting away. All right, this is where uh, I'm. I'm lost now. I don't really remember what happened after this. Uh, they found uh, Eddie found the matchbook. Oh, okay. And then That's right. Went, this is when they went to Billy's house with all the, the all the plants and guns and his turtle, and he uh, he did the thing with the super glue to lift the, the the prints off of there. And that was the prints of um, Charles King. Yeah, the gunsmith. <laughs> So after that, is that when they went to uh, Alex or Alex um, Dent's uh, accountant? Yeah, they went and, looking for him, uh, and his accountant is played by Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> I I love Gilbert Godfrey, and even if he's in a movie just for a second, he he's always funny, and he's plays himself uh, in everything. Yeah, this this whole scene between him and Eddie is ad libbed. Oh, was not, it? Yeah, it's not scripted. <laughs> they just they just went off of each other. Somebody won't wait. Yeah, oh, 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 come right in. Don't let the fact that my doors closed dissuade you in any way from entering my office. Sir, we're at the Beverly Hills Police Department. Are you Mr. Sidney Bernstein? Yes, lucky guess. Well, sir, you have 25 unpaid parking tickets. We have a warrant for your arrest. What? 25? What 25? You what? have 25 unpaid parking tickets, sir? I, I, I pay my tickets. I pay I pay all my tickets. Sir, do you own a black Mercedes-Benz license plate number CRL 507? 507? That's my wife's car. That's not my car. That's my wife's 25 unpaid yeah, parking tickets. I mean, tickets. it's under my name, but it's my wife's car. No, no, no. Bitch! Because it was hella funny because he came in and said, yeah, they were looking for, um, who were they looking for again? Um... Uh, they they had his oh, name. Oh no no yeah, but uh, it was because of parking tickets. <laughs> yeah, and he said this wasn't me. This was my wife, bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was elephant. That was that was the only part I really remember about this scene. Other than yeah, he told him he was gonna he was gonna get a he he had a warrant for his arrest because of the parking <laughs> tickets and uh, oh is this this kind of car you had with this license plate? He goes that's my wife's car. My wife's uh, car. He was just talking to his wife on the phone before they came in, or when they came in. And he, he hung up to, to deal with them. And he went, that's my wife's car. Picks up the phone, bitch! And then hangs up again. And I, I, I love this part when he's like, oh, okay, is there something we can work here? Is there something I can give you for you to forget this? And he's like, what, what do you mean? He goes, well, you got this hand has something in it, and then you get something else in that hand, and yeah, he's like, then you forget this, about this one. Yeah, the tickets are in this hand, but there's something else in this other hand, and you just just forget about this other hand. <laughs> and uh, maybe two hundred dollars was a lot of money back then. And he goes, "Oh, so this is what Axel was saying. So if I had uh, two hundred dollars in this hand, and he goes, ouch." <laughs> So then he pulled out his money and gave it to him. And then uh, 
he was like, okay, well, I can fix it, but I, I need to use your computer to so we can uh, erase it all. Like, oh, yeah, here, go ahead, go ahead. And, and then he ends up leaving the room. And what did they find on the computer? I don't even remember. Uh, financial, I think financial records of dents. I think whatever they found, they gave to Bogomil's daughter, and that's how she was able to, like, figure out what was going on with the finances. Okay. All right. It says right here. Uh, oh, uh, we skipped the part when they. Um, was it right before this scene when they when they were robbing that uh, trying to rob that. Um, it was like a money drop off place. It wasn't uh, for armored trucks. Was that oh, right oh shit! Because the last place they robbed is the horse track, right? Uh, yeah, that was later. I think they okay. it was the, the because when the, when the, they were uh, filling stuff or when they were uh, all the evidence that, that the police had, they were they kind of figured out that something uh, was going on 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 this day because um, yeah, it was a back depot. Yeah, Axel found uh, some like. Uh, coordinates or whatever, and they figured out it was the bank depot. So they said, well, maybe this is the place you're going to hit. So they go racing over there, and then that's when uh, all those guys go charging in uh, into the the, the drop-off thing, and they were going to steal some money. And then, But Axel and the, and the gang showed up and, and foiled their, their their thing. They didn't get away with nothing. They Because they, that's when um, the Billy and, uh, and Axel uh, were chasing after him, and they uh, Billy came. Well, Axel was running after him, and then but then Billy came riding back in a in a cement truck. <laughs> <laughs> and they were chasing the. I like Eddie's reaction. He's just like, man, you serious? <laughs> this is all I could find. <laughs> and they chased uh, that that uh, truck, uh, that bank truck or the armored car truck. Mm-hmm. But and then it they they it crashed, and when they got there, everybody in it was gone. But um, I think he just found that fifty dollars in there, and then yeah. okay, we 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 skipped the pen the Playboy Mansion. No, this it, leads to the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, because I mean, after they because he took that fifty, and then and the truck was empty, and then they figured out where the where they were going. That's when they roll up uh, to the Playboy Mansion. And uh, I remember Eddie going, "Is this?" And they were like, "Yeah." And then yes. we find out it was a, <laughs> it was a Playboy Mansion, and we see a young Chris Rock, and he goes, "Hey, man, I get ten dollars for cars, and I get twenty for limos. What the fuck you want me to do with this?" <laughs> and there's a Bill Arab actually goes, "Here," and he gave him the fifty. Here, park it next to a limo. <laughs> man, you gotta love the late '80s, especially with Chris Rock and the and the Jerry curls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's when they go into the to the mansion and uh just see what's going on and this is when they see that uh Maxwell Dent and his crew are all there. I like the whole interaction bet- before they see him cuz they're like this this is this what heaven looks like and then Tiger's like well if you got to die someplace. <laughs> And then uh, Billy's like, well, what do we do now? And then Eddie's just like, or Axel's, he's just like, well, follow your dick. (laughs) (laughs) And that one black dude that was dancing with all the girls, he was getting down. He was enjoying himself. 
Yeah, he was happy he was in there. <laughs> that would be any of us that never go there. <laughs> they kept showing him too. <laughs> he had that biggest smile on his face, and he was he was dancing hella hard. <laughs> so good for him, man. I'm glad he didn't get kicked out. That so, might have uh, been the one and only time he was there. So he's probably <laughs> making the most out of it. Yeah, he was. So that's when uh, Axel went up to uh, Dent. And um, I don't remember what he said, but basically that let them know that he was on to them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they were kind of arguing a little bit. And then this is when uh, uh, Hef- uh, Hugh Hefner shows up <laughs> and he was like, oh, Hef, oh, man. He goes, I see your magazine a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, OK. And he goes, hey, I just want you to know about your guests. These, these guys are murderers and uh, bank robbers and jewel thieves and this guy right here is a cop killer and he likes to kill cops yeah because that other dude was there that uh, the arms dealer Thermopolis yeah that little blonde guy <laughs> yeah, he's like he deals guns and Dent kills cops for a living <laughs> well, I don't yeah. know him or you yeah, and he goes, I think you guys need to leave. And that's when Dan was like, hey, I'm, I'm a big uh, contributor to, to the cause. And he goes, oh, well, thank you. And he goes, well, I want you guys to leave. <laughs> this actually was like. I'm telling you, get the fuck out. Yeah, he's up. He goes, Maxwell fucked it up for everyone. Let's go. <laughs> Clearly, the, the one guy didn't hear because he was still dancing. Yeah, he was. <laughs> He, I don't think he was in any of them. He was just there having a good time. He was going for his. <laughs> he didn't want to have to go home and explain it to his wife where he was at. So he said, fuck it, I'm going to party. <laughs> um, man, shit, where'd it go from here? I don't remember now. Oh, shit. Um, I think, is this the horse track now? Um, I think so. They Let get another see. letter, I think. Okay. Um, and Axel, it, it, I remember it has something to do with the letter being Axel wasn't buying the letter because it was he it, it was too easy to figure out. Okay. Oh, uh, I'm I'm on Wikipedia and I'm just trying to read uh, what's happening. Um. Let me see. Axel also learns from Jan that dance businesses have been there, uh, had their insurance coverage canceled, and they are about to go bankrupt except for his racetrack. Hurrying into the racetrack, Axel solves the latest riddle sent to, to the police and is convinced that this riddle is, was made easily solvable in order to implicate Kane as an alphabet bandit and throw the authorities off Dent's trail. The trio arrived too late to prevent the robbery to find Kane shot by Kayla, Carla. So was that at the uh, the, the racetrack? Yeah, because that's when um, Lutz was taking credit for cracking the, the case. Oh, that's he, right. He was like just talking to the, he cracks me up because he really believes what he's saying. He was like... Carlos is Spanish for Charles and it said Carlos and we cracked his case and then they had some like random like security guard like he apprehended the suspect and it was it was basically a whole cover to make it look like uh, uh, what the fuck is his name the, the gunsmith guy 
Charles made him made him look like he was the mastermind. Okay, yeah. So because yeah, that's when the uh, chief was like, "Yeah, we we solved it and everything's good and evil is punished." But that's when Axel says he noticed uh, the red mud uh, at mm-hmm. the stables, um, because when he was doing he was poking around and he saw stuff and then was saying it was what's uh which led uh Taggart and Rosewood to Dent's oil field where Dent uh is making his final arms deal with Thermopolis or whatever. So yeah, so they when they figured out uh what was going on when, when um Axel saw the, the, the red mud and he had noticed earlier when he was at um Bogomil's house that he saw his running shoes and mm-hmm. he had uh, all that red dirt on him. All right, really quick with that scene. Did you see how much dirt was piled all over his shoes? And I was like, do you not scrape your shoes off before you come in your house? <laughs> no, not in Beverly Hills. <laughs> I was like, I would have taken my shoes off and leave them outside. It's <laughs> a movie, everyone. <laughs> so that's when they uh, they all go. They, they, they load up and go over there. Uh, to see what's happening, I love and, every time they they see uh, Billy's arsenal. They just keep telling them, "We we uh, we're gonna have a talk later." <laughs> and and they don't, they're not even trying to hide. They're like way up high on that road with binoculars, not hiding behind anything, watching the, this 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 arms deal go down. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's got a fucking trench coat on and everything. Oh, yeah, because right when they got there, all right, man, you guys ready? They all kind of loaded up. Billy goes, hold on. He opens his trunk, puts his trench coat on, and starts putting all these guns on him. And he, he, he uh, No, did he have a shotgun or did he hand it to Taggart? I think he had more than one shotgun. I know, I know, I think he did give one to Taggart, though. Yeah, because that's when they, they all went charging in. And, um, Axel went his own way because he was uh, he was going after um, Dent, and then Billy and Taggart were just trying to not get killed, but <laughs> Billy was just unloading on everyone. <laughs> but I like when they got to the truck and they 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 found out uh, it, it was arms deals, and then he grabbed that uh, when they were opening the things and they saw. Him, and they were like, oh, fuck, what is this? And then Billy just started grabbing things. He grabbed that missile. Well, he grabbed yeah. a little missile, stuck it in his pocket, and then yeah, grabbed the missile launcher. His tiger was like, you don't got one of these, do you? And then he handed it to Billy, and he was just like putting it in his pocket. And he's just, I think that's when he says it again. We're going to have a serious talk later. <laughs> it's like putting grenades in his pocket. and. Well, it's good to do that, man. If, if you don't know what's going to be happening, I mean, if there's that many, that much hardware, I mean, you mm-hmm. and you get in front of you, you better load up. <laughs> so, and then they had this big ass gun battle uh, out in the. I don't think it was Beverly Hills, but <laughs> it was somewhere. Um, I, I guess. Maybe the backside of Beverly Hills. I don't know. Maybe that's where Bogomil lived because he, he he went running through there. So, and he obviously he was ran from his house. So, yeah, I, I don't know. But um, I liked uh, the part when um, uh, Billy was trying to figure out how to work the uh, 
the rocket launcher. <laughs> he opens it up and then was he reading? No, was there instructions or he was reading? Because he was like, all right, now do this. And he loaded up the the rocket and then goes and then push this. Yeah, I think there was instructions on it. Like, uh, what's her name? Radon Chong in Commando. Oh, it's got to read the instructions and that's it. <laughs> oh man, he, I was thinking, why? Why did you pull the trigger or push the trigger? I mean, you didn't even <laughs> point it. Because <laughs> he just and then you push this and then. Luckily, that rocket launcher was pointing the way it should go, because um, one of the trucks were um. Uh, with with all the, with all the guns and everything, and it was driving away, and that rocket hit it and blew up, blew up the truck, <laughs> and I think that was all the all the weapons they had. Mm. But <laughs> oh, I, we the, go back <laughs> right before they found all the weapons. Uh, I liked when uh, Eddie walked up and uh, there was a old white guy lighting a cigarette, and then Betty uh, Axel comes up behind him with, "Hey." And then asked him if he liked rap music. <laughs> it makes him. He wanted to hear him rap. I said, yeah, that, that, uh, "I'm from the Coalition of Rap Music." Yeah. <laughs> that was a clip I played at the beginning. Everyone. <laughs> oh man! I mean, these crates that are full of weapons and everything—they just open them. Wouldn't you figure they'd be at least nailed shut? But okay. Nope. <laughs> There was no kind of crowbars or anything, but not a lot yeah, of security around them either. I know. I mean, just that one guy that was smoking a cigarette. That was it. <laughs> because once the the fire the firefight started, I mean, it was just like whoever had a gun, uh, all the bad guys they all had uh, automatic uh, rifles, and uh, Billy and Taggart and uh, Axel were just pistols. And they, they didn't have automatic. I mean, Billy had a shotgun, and Taggart and uh, Axel were using their sidearms, just letting fools have it left and right. Taggart had his little old-school six-shooter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You never saw him change. Nope. <laughs> Replace any bullets. And, yeah, that's when that, um, Billy shot the, the truck with the, with the rocket launcher. I liked what... Uh, Tagger said he looked at Billy and went, Fuck Rambo. <laughs> so, uh, everybody in the mother's running around with guns. Um, Carla's still, she's running around shooting at, at them as well. Um, I didn't like how she got killed, but Axel killed her, didn't he? Didn't he? No, uh, Tagger. Oh, that's right. She got the drop on because, uh, is this when Dent dies? Because I didn't like the way he died either. Yeah, because Axel was the one that killed him. Yeah, he shot him when he was trying to get away in the car. And then he ran out of bullets. And then she uh, was about to, of course, you know, she had to, like, do a lot of talking before she pulled the trigger. And that's when a tagger came from the side and shot her. So, yeah, I I agree with you. I don't don't like the way either one of them went out. Yeah, because Axel was supposed to have a showdown with Dent. And then they were hiding in that um, warehouse or whatever. And then Eddie was just walking around looking for him. And then he he came across him because uh, Dent came. Well, while Eddie was or Axel was walking around 
looking dent comes crashing through the wall in a I don't know, Cadillac, I guess. And then uh, that's when Axel turns and shoots through the windshield and shoots dent dent in the head, and then his car goes crashing out of the back of the uh, warehouse. And Dent's already dead, and his car blows up. So while uh, Foley is laying there after jumping out of the way, that's when um, Carla comes walking around, uh, getting ready to shoot him because Axel's laying on the ground. And she's about to shoot him, and I think she says something like, goodbye, Mr. Foley, and then you hear gunshots, and then she goes falling down. That's when Taggart comes walking over. So, And evil is punished. (laughs) Yep. And they have to explain everything to Lutz, and Lutz is going off, and uh, I guess the the mayor shows up and tells him, tells Lutz, I don't like the way you speak to your... uh, your officers here and Lutz gets fired and Kibble. You didn't talk about Kibble as a little lackey. <laughs> Kibble and bits. Cause Billy went off. Cause, uh, when, uh, the, the, the chief was, was screaming at him, uh, in front of the mayor. And then Billy just, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he went off on him. Was, yeah, we did it. And we, we took saved your the day. head out of your ass. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Lutz was trying to say he solved the alphabet crimes hours ago, and that's when Billy was like, "No, you idiot, man! It wasn't about robberies. It was about buying and selling guns." And Tagger jumped in and was like, "Fuck you!" And you know, <laughs> and Axel's just sitting there laughing and kind of you can tell he's 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 proud of his boys. Because he was just like, couldn't believe that these two guys that just always kept quiet uh, were, were letting them have it. <laughs> so, and another, why was the mayor there, first of all? I'm sure the mayor would not show up to a huge gun battle crime scene, but. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, pretty much it um, with that battle in the end. Um Bogomil is out of the hospital and he's he's better. And he's still all beat up, but he's he's alive. So they all get happy and all that. And uh, we go back to the mansion where uh, Axel was staying, and then he, he's getting ready to leave and he's talking to them. And then here come the the owners of the house. <laughs> he, he shows. I don't remember what he said to them, but oh yeah, here, all right, I'm out of here. And then <laughs> that's your movie. Oh yep. man. Downhill from here. Uh, yeah, it was. Are they still thinking about making a four? The last thing I read was there was a script, and I guess Eddie read it, and he was like, "No, I don't want to make this. I don't want to make four until the script's right." So, I guess they're still working on the script, and it, it wasn't up to par with what Eddie. Because I'm sure he he's heard people's thoughts on three, so. Well, I think at three, I mean, it was when Eddie had he signed that bum bum movie deal with Paramount. Yeah, because all he saw was money. He ain't, I don't know how many a big, uh, let's just say five picture deal. I don't know. I mean, it could might have been more, might have been less, but I remember them saying they gave him just millions of dollars. Mm. And then that's when he put out Beverly Hills Cop 3 and 
whatever else came after that because it was they they were not good at all. <laughs> so uh, I guess we'd have to pull up his uh, IMDb to see. I don't remember if, if Beverly Hills Cop or the three was the first one in that deal. Okay, three Beverly Hills Cop three. Next movie he did was Vampire in Brooklyn. That was one of them. The Nutty Professor. Then he did. Then he did Metro. Then this is when we get into as far as like live action. We got the Doctor Doolittle, Holy Man, Life. I didn't mind Life. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be more funny because it was him and uh, Martin Lawrence. But Martin, yeah, it Bowfinger. Yeah, but I think. Um, uh, Showtime, 2002. 2002 was not a good year for him. He did Showtime, Pluto Nash, and I Spy. I want to say that the the deal started with Distinguished, distinguished Gentleman. I didn't and like it, that one. I didn't either. Because so, Boomerang was hella funny. I just mm-hmm. recently, recently watched that one. And uh, forty another forty eight hours in Harlem Nights before that, so I think Distinguished Gentlemen started that whatever crazy picture deal. Um, I'm not sure if Nutty Professor was in in that deal. It, it might have just been Distinguished Gentlemen, Beverly Hills Cop, and Vampire in Brooklyn. But um, because when Nutty Professor came out, I mean, I was like, ah, oh, okay, here comes another Eddie Murphy movie. It might have been in that deal because it, he was he was like movie after movie, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just like nonstop. Nutty Professor was good, Metro was good, and then he did the Mulan, and he was funny in that. Um, I liked Doctor Doolittle. I mean, I thought that one was it was what it was, and then yeah, this is when the the Holy Man and, and <sighs> <laughs> was Showtime the one with Robert De Niro. Yeah. I saw it once, but I don't remember it. I didn't like that one either. And Pluto Nash, I don't know what he was doing there. I Spy, that one it was okay. Daddy Daycare was funny. I liked that one. Um, but it, me, it was main, mainly me, Dave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he already started doing the Shrek ones, so that, that was good. And then. Oh, uh, his comeback movie. Uh, Tower Heist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was doing good with Dream Girls. So I was like, oh man, Eddie, Eddie's back. And then Norbit came out. <laughs> Me too. My family uh, love family loves Norbit. It fucking pisses me off so much. <laughs> it's funny, but I'm like, man, what were you doing? Uh, I think he, I think he just started doing the the, the multiple character things. So I was like. Yeah, why not? So I, I don't know. Well, just, it says here uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4 is announced, but there's just him. I don't know. But you, you guys know IMBB. It might just not be it at all. But. Yeah, the, the the last thing I heard was he's, he's not making it unless it's right. So, I mean, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, because... 
he I'm sure he didn't look at Beverly Hills Cop Three script and go, Yeah, this is it, let's do it. <laughs> so uh, I mean he said yes to coming to America, the sequel. I just saw it once. Maybe I need to watch it again. It had funny parts. But I watched it twice, and I get in arguments with people that say it's good. Like it's not good. Somebody tried. My, I think it was my oldest daughter was like, he went on an interview and said that it's not a sequel. It's its own story. And I was like, how the fuck is it not a sequel? No, it's like, playing the same character. Yeah, they're rehashing old jokes. They're bringing back characters from the, like, my wife had to jump in. She's like, why are you getting mad? And I was like, because the movie was stupid. <laughs> the first one's a classic, and the second one is not even close to even being okay for me. And I was like, you guys just don't understand. I grew up when Eddie was on top of the world. <laughs> Who directed that one? Um, uh, wasn't John Landis? No. Um, probably, probably going to say Eddie Murphy directed it or something. Craig uh, Brewer. Craig Brewer. Uh, didn't he do like Hustle and Flow? Yeah. Well, I guess they all can't be winners. <laughs> uh, he did Dolomite is my name. So that was good. Did you see uh, the Legend of Tarzan? Oh, he was a writer for that one. Black Snake Moan. I seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't seen that. It's it's good, but I don't think you can make that movie today. I mean, it, it wasn't that long ago, but just the way things is, you can't have. I guess you know, white lady chained up, <laughs> but by a black man. Yeah, because she won't stop fucking everybody. I guess <laughs> that's what yeah. I remember of the movie. That an urban cowboy TV show? Where the hell have I been? Hmm. I'm gonna have to search for this one. I love Urban Cowboy, but uh Oh, he directed Footloose. Is that what I'm seeing here? The, the remake? Uh two thousand eleven. Oh, he did. I I refuse to watch that. I I can't. I mean, I love the Kevin Bacon one, but who's in it? I don't know any of these people. Miles Teller. Dennis Quaid. And Andy Dell. <laughs> yeah, Miles Teller. Um, was Miles Dennis Teller Quaid like Willard? The, was Dennis Quaid like the, the guy that was telling him not to dance? Yeah, he was um, John Lithgow's character. Yeah. Uh, no, I refuse to watch this this nonsense. This is not Footloose. And uh, come on, Hollywood, stop with the with the remakes. You guys are killing. You guys are killing my childhood. <laughs> Nothing against the director. He he just did his job. But um, yeah, everyone. Now we're we're rambling. But um, come back next week for Beverly Hills Cop Three. Yeah. Tri- triple Axel. <laughs> yeah, you. Hear definitely hear our thoughts on that one. <laughs> uh, there was a couple parts that made me laugh, but uh, yeah, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop Three. Hopefully, uh, they get a good script for the fourth one. And uh, how old is Eddie Murphy anyway? Eddie is sixty or pushing sixty. Eddie is. Fuck is it? 
He is... Damn, he? 60. Oh. He just turned 60. Well, he looked good. He still looks good for 60. Yeah, it's not like, you know, you hear he's doing another Beverly Hills Cop, and you're like, okay, I can go for it. But then when you hear they want to do one more lethal weapon, you're kind of like, I don't know, Danny Glover is like 90 years old or whatever he is now. Yeah, they, they can't they can't do that. Um, uh, I guess... Well, I think Mel can still do it. I mean, he did a good yeah. job in Batman, but Danny Glover, he, yeah, at this point, he is too old uh, for that shit. He's 74. Yeah, he ain't doing no... He might uh, have a limited role. Maybe he's the captain <laughs> of the police. Yeah, maybe... I, I always kind of envisioned the fifth one being... Uh, I know we're rambling again, but... <laughs> Danny Glover Murtaugh he's the captain he's not out here on the streets but he's trying to get uh, rigs to retire because he's still out here taking chances and i guess his kids would be kind of grown by now it should be um i don't know if his son would be a cop maybe to get the story in um you gotta get chris rock sergeant yeah. butters <laughs> biscuits yeah <laughs> We did all those movies, didn't we? Yeah. yeah I remember. But, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I was about to start going off on that on that again. But, yeah, I mean, it, he's too old for that shit. He, he can't do it. So, um, is that show still going? I think it got canceled. Oh. I, ne- I never finished it, but I think it got canceled. Damon Wayans wasn't in it anymore, was he? Uh, I not- think. I think I read something about. Uh, oh no! It was the other something. dude. It was the other guy, right? Yeah, the other guy left, but I also heard that Damon, the schedule was starting to be too hard for for him because of health reasons. All right. How old is Damon Wayne? He's got to be fifty plus, close to. I guess he'd say he'd be close to. 60. I mean, he was pretty young. Oh, he is 60. Damn, man. We're all getting old. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Yeah, now we're really rambling. But uh, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Um, One was good. Two was good. Come back next week for for three. (laughs) But uh, as far as East Society, we just dropped a... um, Kind of a little quick. Well, we wanted to be a quick check-in, and ended up being over an hour. Uh, that's over on Anchor. Um, just search all the usual spots uh, where I put the links. Uh, definitely check Horror Returns or East Society uh, Facebook pages. Follow us on Twitter and all that, and it'll be there. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's there. It, it was a good little show. We were we were shooting for a half hour, ended up going over an hour. So, but. Definitely check that out. Um, but as far as that, we got a new episode, a regular episode coming uh, really soon within the next day or two. But um, yeah, as far as that, that's all that's on the horizon for E-Society. And yeah, come back next week for uh, more action returns. And uh, what was the last Stream Fiends we did? To uh, Street Fighter. 
Oh, that's oh, Street Fighter. You forgot <laughs> that already. <laughs> I did. I was thinking Gladiator. Yeah, Street Fighter. If you guys didn't listen to that, yeah, go back and listen to it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, as far as that, uh, that's it. And uh, just be safe out there and uh, come back next next week. So until then, party on. <laughs> And uh, over on the Horror Returns, uh, we're going to review The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. And I think the week after that, we are doing a commentary on Stepfather. And we're going to release that for Father's Day. So, The original or remake? Oh, fuck the remake. (laughs) Do the original, of course. So, till then... Everybody, stay safe.